Good morning. Today we'll be studying Hichot Tzitzit. And just as an introduction, there is a beautiful Gemara in Masechet Menachot that Masechet Menachot in Daf Mem Gimel Amud Bet that speaks about the topic of Tzitzit. And just as an opening, uh, I'm going to read to you a line from that Gemara and we'll jump right into it. <clears throat> Seeing leads to memory, and memory leads to action. And one of the ideas behind tzitzit is that it's a visual reminder for an individual. And another uh, another quote uh, as an introduction from Rabbi Abraham ibn Ezra from the book Yesod Morah Vesod Torah, take it or leave it. Uh, it could be that Harambam, we'll see, may disagree or not. But he says that the point of the mitzvah of Titit is to wear it all day long in order for an individual not to be led astray. And it should not be worn solely for uh, during the tefillah, as some people do today. Rather, it should be worn all day by an individual. Hilchot Titit, mitzvah ase ahat. There is one positive prescription. And it is to make tzitzit on the corner of one's garment. And the clarification of this mitzvah will be in the following chapters. Perik Aleph. Anaf she'osin al kenaf ha-beged mimin ha-beged. The fringes that are made on the corner of the same material as the garment, is termed tzitzit. As it is similar to the fringes of hair on one's head, as it says in the Pasuk in Yehizkel, that I was taken by the fringes of my hair, referring to Borea And this Fringe is called lavan. Because we are not instructed to dye these fringes. And the there is not a number prescribed from the Torah in regards to the number of fringes. However, Harambam will give us a number um, of how many fringes there are. Despite the fact that it is not in Torah. And we take one string, and Hanabam will detail this a little bit more later, but one of the wool strings is dyed to the color of the sky. And it is wound around the other fringes. And this string is called Techelet. And similarly, there is no amount prescribed from the Torah in regards to how many wounds around the fringes that Techelet must make around the white. And in Masechet Menachot, again, the Mem Gimel Amut Bet, Hahamim give us an explanation for the Techelet. And they say that the techelet should trigger the following process in one's mind, that 
a person should see the blue of the Tehillet, which is similar to the sky, which also should remind the person of the color of Borei Olam's throne, uh, possibly an allusion to in uh, in Parashat Mishpatim that the um, some of the people of Bnei Israel saw uh, the throne of Borei Olam. That they saw a sapphire as the throne of God. Again, a lot, uh, a lot to expand upon here, but it's possible that that is what Hachamim are alluding to and what the Tehillim should remind us of. We find that in this mitzvah there are two instructions. That an individual must, on the corner of his garment, make fringes, and on these fringes should techelet should be wound around them. On these fringes, as the pasuk says, and the truth is, this in Harambam Shita really does sound like the peshat and the pesukim. The Pasuk says that, the, that they shall make for them tzitzit, and on those tzitzit, they should make a petil techelet. So the point of the techelet is to be on the tzitzit and to be wrapped and wound around the white fringes. And another quick note that there are many, many shitot in regards to how to tie tzitzit, and a lot of it probably has to do with uh, the minhag hamakom, the way the places and locale uh, would tie them, hence the differences. Halacha <clears throat> dalid, and this halacha speaks about the absence of techelit and the absence of the white, and the famous halacha, rather also brought in Masechet Menachot. Techelit eno me'akevet halavan ve'halavan eno me'akevet techelit. The absence of techelit does not bar the wearing of the white strings, and the absence of the white strings does not bar the wearing of the techelet. Ketzad, how so? If an individual does not have techelet, he makes, only, only uses the white strings. And by doing so, fulfills the mitzvah tzitzit. And if originally a person made if an individual again made tzitzit with the white and techelet, and the white was severed and diminished up to the corner of the garment, and the only thing that's left is the techelet, it is kasher. Despite the fact that neither the white nor the techelet uh, bars each other. And this is actually very, very interesting. They are not two separate mitzvot. Rather, it is one positive instruction. And you need two elements, both elements of the Techelet and the Lavan, to fulfill it. However, if one does not have the Lavan nor the Techelet, they still do, in fact, fulfill the mitzvah, which is extremely interesting. As I mentioned, anyone who is wearing a garment with 
Lavan, or Techelet, or both, fulfilled the positive prescription. Amru Chachamim HaRishonim, the early sages said, in regards to the Pasuk that says, they shall have for them Tzitzit, teaches that both, you need both elements to fulfill the Mitzvah. However, in regards to the four tzitziyot, the four <coughs> in regards to the four tzitziyot, all are necessary to fulfill the mitzvah. And if one of the strings of the four tzitziyot are missing, it is pasul. Halachavav. Now, Rabbi here will describe the process of how one ties the tzitzit. And again, it is, if anyone wants, uh, on YouTube, there are numerous videos to, for a t person to learn how to tie the tzitzit according to Harambam. Despite the fact that being a little bit difficult to explain just on a text, if anyone's seen it before or is interested and wants to see it on YouTube, the resources are available for one to learn. How does one make the tzitzit? One begins from the corner of the garment, that is the edge of where the garment is woven. And one may not distance more than three etzbaot further from the edge of the garment, and not less than the edge of the hand until the first knuckle of the thumb, around three centimeters. And one inserts into that space four uh, strings, and they are turned down in the middle. So what ends up happening is that you have eight, total of eight strings, because four of them are folded over. And there are eight threads hanging from the corner because of the four that you folded. And the length of the four of the eight strings may not be less than four etzbaot. However, if they were longer than four etzbaot, even up to an amar to amot, the tzitzit are kasher. And as we mentioned before, when Harambam says it's ba'ot, it's in reference to the thickness of the thumb. And one of these eight strings are techelet, and the other seven are lavan. So, how, 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 does, how so? Obviously, one of the original four strings, half of one of them sh should be techelet, not one of the four strings, again, rather one of the eight strings, meaning half of one of the four strings. And this actually results in one of the discrepancies and differences between Harambam and some of the other opinions. Some of the other opinions say that, uh, in regards to the techelet, that one of the full four strings should be uh, should be techelet. However, the pasuk says that 
petil techelet, that one string, one thread should be techelet, seemingly one of the eight, uh, one of the eight hanging fringes. And you take one of the white threads, of one of the eight white threads, one of the seven white threads, and you wound it around the other fringes uh, on the side of the beged, and you leave it there. And then you take string and you wound it around twice close to the uh, wounding that you tied with the lavan and you tie the the two the one uh, white wounding and the two wounding and you tie them together and these three kerichot, these three woundings are called a hulia and then one distances from the first hulia and makes another hulia solely wound by the techelet. And then you distance yourself from the second hulia, then you make a third hulia only of techelet. So too, until the final hulia, and Harambam will tell us exactly what, with how much that is. And on the final hulia, you make two huliot, you make two woundings of techelet, and then the final hulia, the final wounding of the final hulia should be out of lavan. As he began with the Lavan, he should finish with the Lavan. As we uh, go up in sanctity and we don't go down, because an individual began with the Lavan, he should end with the Lavan as well. And why should someone begin with the Lavan? So it will be adjacent to the Beged, to the garment, and it should be of the same material. So too, uh, a person does for the rest of the four uh, corners of the garment that he must tie tzitzit onto them. How many chuliot does one make on each corner? A person may, should not do less, may not do less than seven huliot, and no more than thirteen huliot. And this, either seven or thirteen, is uh, the best way to fulfill the mitzvah. Possibly uh, some symbolism between seven and thirteen. I'm not sure exactly uh, what it is, but it's probable that there is some meaning behind uh, the specific number. However, if one did not, do, if one only did one hulya on the tzitzit, it is kasher. And if an individual did wrap the techelet on the majority of the tzitzit, meaning most of the tzitzit is made up of it is and the beautification of the techelet, that all of the techelet 
that the chuliot should make up one third of the total strings, and the uh, fringes without the chuliot should make up two thirds of the strings themselves. So imagine you have again the techelet, you have uh, you have the tzitzit. One third uh, should be of the chuliot, and two thirds should be the fringes themselves. And this is specific for the techelet. They should be separated uh, and um, yeah, they should be separated so much so that they should be like the tzitzit of the hair, so that they'll be th as thin as the hair. If an individual um, makes the tzitzit with uh, only Lavan and not with Techelet, as many of the Temanim do today. Lokiach Echad, and not the fact that they don't uh, do Lavan with Techelet, rather the Temanim do the, the following for their Tzitzit with, uh, with Lavan. Haosel Lavan Belo Techelet, Lokiach Echad Mishemona Achutin, Bechorech Oto Al Shear Achutin Ad Shelishan, Umaniah Shenechelishehen Anaf. That if someone is making tzitzit with white and not techelet with techelet, he takes one of the white fringes, one of the eight white fringes, and wraps it around the other strings up till a third, and leaves two thirds as the fringes themselves without the chuliot. and this time, im if someone wanted to wrap and wound wine in the same manner of as he, as we mentioned with the techelet, with the chuliot, that person has the choice to do so, and that Harambam actually says is the minhag that he himself, uh, seemingly, and his family and his community would do. And this is the minhag again of the temanim today. And if one wanted to wind and tie the tzitzit without a specific number of chuliot, he may do so. The following is the rule. That the wounding and tying should be one third, and the fringes themselves should be two thirds of the tzitzit. However, there are those who do not, who aren't meticulous about this in regards with uh, the white string. If an individual wound and wrapped and tied the lavan on the majority of the strings of tzitzit, or he only wound one chuliyah around the tzitzit, it is still kasher. Both the strings of the techelet and the lavan, if one wanted to make them twined and thin, he may do so. If even if one wanted to tie and thread eight threads together until it is made one cord made out of eight smaller threads, it is regarded as one fringe and one thread of the tzitzit. The uh, 
fringes of the tzitzit, <coughs> both for techelet and lavan, tzirichin tevi'ah l'shem tzitzit, must be spun with the intent of having them made for tzitzit, similar to the tanning of the Sefer Torah and Tefillin and Mezuzah, also similar to the fact that one must write the Azkarot of God in the Sefer Torah with a proper intention. And they are, should, may not be made from the wool caught by the thorns uh, of when the sheep lie uh, on the thorns uh, as they're resting. And they may not be made from the wisps of wool plucked from the animal. And they may not be made from the remainders left by the weaver when he is uh, when he is weaving at the end of uh, him completing a garment. Rather, they may only be made from the wool shearings of the sheep or from flax. They may not be made from stolen wool, as it's a mitzvah ba'avira, and it is forbidden to fulfill a mitzvah that was done by the means of an avira, similar to lulav ha'gazul. And may not be made from a tempted or seduced city, as we mentioned in Hilchot Avodazara, that the um, that all of the items and artifacts in in Irani Dahat are forbidden one is forbidden to benefit from them and in regards to Kadashim it is forbidden to shear an animal that was designated to be brought to the Beit HaMikdash and if one made the tzitzit from one of these three items they are pasul anyone who prostrates himself to an animal it's Wool is forbidden to be used to tzitzit, as he basically, in essence, made this sheep a deity. And the sheep and animals were worshipped back in the day. <clears throat> However, in regard, if one prostrated himself to flax seeds that are still in the grounds, ground, one may, use, may, one may still use the flax for the tzitzit, as the flax seeds are totally changed through the process of tzitzit and they must be taken out of the ground and made into uh, the material used for tzitzit. And because of its character change, they may be used for tzitzit despite the fact that one prostrated himself in front of it. Tzitzit that were made by a goy are Pasul or invalid. As the Pasuk says, says, must speak to the Jewish people, and they shall make for them tzitzit. However, if a Jew made them without without proper intent, they are valid. And tzitzit that were completed from fringes attached to the garment and from already made material it is pasul and the following halakha they're going to speak about the specific of this klal of um how exactly uh, is this 
uh, applied. What do we mean exactly? If one took the corner of a garment that already had tzitzit and sewed it onto another garment, even if that garment had an um, that garment was really big, an ama by an ama, it is pasul is forbidden to use those tzitzit. They shall make for them tzitzit, not from prior made material or prior made tzitzit. As this is similar to uh, one that came into existence on its own, as you didn't make the tzitzit on the garment, rather you just sewed uh, the tzitzit onto the garment. However, it is permitted to undo the tzitzit from one garment and to suspend them onto another garment and tie them uh, onto this new garment, both for lavan and for techelet, as you are, you are in essence making the tzitzit on this garment. However, in contrast to the halakha, to what the case that we mentioned before, that you sew the already made tzitzit onto a new garment, that is osemin ha'asui and forbidden to be used for tzitzit. Halakha yoddalid. Talachutin ben shete kenafayim mizolazo. If one suspended from one corner of a garment to another, the fringes for tzitzit, ve'kashar kanaf zo ke'ilcheta, ve'kanaf zo ke'ilcheta, and he tied this one corner as he should, and he tied the other corner as it should, as he should. And he cut and severed in between uh, the two uh, corners, forming separate strings. As the moment that he tied them, they were As these two corners were connected to each other by the strings of tzitzit that were tied that they were tied by. And the moment that one cut and severed the two uh, the two uh, the strings and they were made into two separate tzitzit forming four on the entire bigot, it is he he already made the tzitzit from already completed fringes and just pasul. So again, just to recap this halakha, it's a little bit confusing, but basically the idea is that one took the two two corners on each side of the begad and tied them together with one set of tzitzit. And then what he did is that he cut that set of tzitzit, forming um, forming now four corners on the begad with tzitzit. It is forbidden to do to do such a thing because it is osemin ha'asui as the uh, tying was already completed. Halakha tet vav. Hitil tzitzit al tzitzit. If one inserted additional fringes into a garment that already had tzitzit. Im nitkaven levatel tarishona, matil tarishona, ochotcha uchshera. If one intended to nullify the first set of tzitzit, he may undo the first set of tzitzit, or he may sever them, and it is kasher. If an individual had the intent to add to the original 
set of tzitzit, despite the fact that he may have cut one of the sets, it is pasul, as when he added this, these strings with the intent to add to them, he um, invalidated the entire tzitzit as he violated the lotase of baltosif, adding an additional aspect to the mitzvah. And the additional set um, and the remaining strings that were made and the additional set of tzitzit that he added are made from already completed tzitzit as the first time he made it, it was invalidated. It was invalid that when an individual added the additional tzitzit without the intent to sever the first set, it's as if he already, it's as if that's, and he tied the, the, those strings, it's as if he already made um, the tzitzit, and despite the fact that he may have cut the set before, it is osimin ha'asui. Tetzayin. V'chen ha-metil le-va'alat shalosh, v'acharkach yishrimah le-arba'a, so too if v'hitil le-revi'it, so too, if an individual inserts fringes into a garment with three corners, and then he made a fourth corner and inserted fringes into the fourth corner, the entire bigot is the tzitzit are pesulim because it's already the tzitzit were already were already made for the three corners, and it's again invalid because of osimin hasui. Yodzain and koflinet atalit lishnayim. A garment may not be folded, and tzitziot may not be inserted into the garment while it's folded. Unless one of the edges is sewn up. Even from one direction. If the corner of a garment with tzitzit was severed. If the tear is more than three, it's about again with thumb widths. It may be re-sewed in the place that it was severed. However, if it was severed in less than the width of less than three, it's about he may not re-sew it. And he must make a new set of tzitzit in that uh, in that spot. If the space between the opening into which the tzitzit are inserted and the edge of the wooden fabric has dissipated, if there is, again, the, fa the fabric of the garment was totally dissipated and there is only a little bit left, it is kasher. However, if the to, uh, the fringes of tzitzit were dissipated. Even if there is only what's the only thing that's left of the tzitzit is enough to make a loop, it is kasher to be used. However, if the strings were severed to the point, up to the point that they're inserted, even if only one of the eight strings and fringes that were uh, was severed to the point that it's inserted. It is pasul, and you need 
to retie the tzitzit with a little bit longer um, fringes. Bezat Hashem, the next chapter, we'll talk about an extremely interesting topic, uh, that being techeret, that only in the past um, 50 to 60 years had research been done into this topic, and Baruch Hashem, today we have the techeret. Bezat Hashem will study that uh, on Sunday.